G'day and welcome to the In The Know, On The Go podcast produced by Humans of Agriculture. Our podcast is designed to get you across the things that matter in Aussie agribusiness in a way that's just, well, bloody easy to understand. Think of me as a friend, I, that is learning with you as we discover and chat about the topics from farm to fork and even beyond. Welcome back to another Friday. It's the first Friday in August. This year is honestly flying. And I just want to say, happy Friday. It's what my business studies teacher used to say to me, with a huge smile on her face, and happy Friday, guys. Hope you're having an absolute cracker. Now, today's episode has been sponsored by MSD Animal Health, and I'm sitting down with their technical lead and veterinarian, Dr. Jane Morrison, who comes to us from Yas. Now, Yas has a little bit of a soft spot in my heart. When I first went jackarooing and left school... I was working in the southwest slopes, and it's a pretty remarkable part of New South Wales. Today's episode, and I'd love to say I've backlined millions of sheep. I probably definitely haven't. I'll pretend like I have. I've done probably a few thousand. For those of you who don't know, when it comes to treating animals off shears for things like lice, you put a backline on them traditionally. Anyway, Coopers have released a new product, which is an oral treatment, similar to how you drench animals, just to manage disease. And so today I thought what we'd do, we've teamed up with these guys to find out a little bit more about their product. One, I thought I could ask a few questions which might be beneficial to you to find out more about it, how it works, what are some of the risks, what are some of the processes and how long does it actually take to get new products to market? Because I thought they were all things which I was pretty curious to find out myself and I thought you'd be interested in listening too. So I'm not going to take any more of your time. We'll jump into this episode. Enjoy Friday. Have a great weekend. Let's go. Jane, a big question first up. I love asking everyone, how are you going today? <laughs> I'm going really well, thanks, Ollie. A very sunny day in yesterday, which is nice. How are things looking for you guys? I've got a little soft spot for that southwest slopes area. I think it's going to be a pretty good season, actually. We've had um, some rain throughout the winter, so we don't have a lot of growth now. But once we get a bit warmer weather, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll have plenty of grass around here for a while, which is really nice. I've got another question, and I asked it last week at a conference, and it was really cool kind of how people brought it to life in their own kind of speeches and presentations afterwards. But one I always ask on the Humans of Agriculture podcast is asking people about their earliest, happiest memories in agriculture. And for you, I think we'll flesh out a little bit about you being a vet and the various pathways. But if you throw it back a few years, what are some of those early memories of ag for you? I think my earliest memories are, you know, before school when I just used to hang out on the farm with my dad and whether we were, you know, doing lucerne or cash crops, I'd hang out with the pickers and the tomatoes or the zucchinis and then spend time in the cattle yards with dad. So basically it was not being at school and just spending all day being random on the farm with your mum and dad. So, yeah, it was awesome. The old fake sickie until like 10 o'clock and then you knew it was too late to actually go into school for the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were a bit strict on that. When school was on, school had to be attended. But, um, no, I just, yeah, loved it as a child. I think it's a fantastic childhood and I've tried to replicate that with my kids and give them that same freedom and enjoyment of the outdoors and the agricultural world. And so have you always had that love of livestock? Was it a really obvious pathway for you that you'd go down the vet science path? Um, it was. So in the 70s when we were doing the bovine TB eradication, we had vets come out obviously often. And it was, you know, mum and dad always said I was only four or five and I just declared that I was going to be an animal doctor because I just loved being in the yards and working with them and, you know, helping them with the tubes and doing all that sort of stuff. And I just, yeah, that dream stayed with me all the way through school. And I was lucky enough to be able to study at Sydney Uni in the 90s. And yeah, I've had a great career since 
being a veterinarian in practice and, and now working with MSD Animal Health, it's been fantastic. Was it a difficult decision to leave the practice side and come in and join the MSD team? Uh, absolutely. I um, I really loved practice. It was really everything I wanted it to be and I, I really enjoyed every day and it was always different. A lot of that decision came down to my personal life at the time. I had young children and I wanted to be able to raise them myself and that can be difficult in practice. So I made the decision to give it a go and to be perfectly honest, I actually did that with the thought in my mind that I would hate it. So probably didn't go in with the most positive mindset, (laughs) Um, but it, it wasn't exactly what I thought. It was much better and here I am 18 years later. So it can't have been that bad. It's actually a great job and it really gives you that opportunity to be involved in preventative health and production as opposed to sort of fire engine stuff. I still... There's bits of practice that I miss, but um, no, I'm really, really happy and and very much enjoyed it. And it was a fantastic change for me to get more into prevention. And I've got my own cattle. I can still pull the odd calf or do what I need out there. So I haven't lost it totally. Get the fix as and when you need it. Or I'm sure you're still the the go-to with friends. Oh, I just need, I'm just seeing this with my dog or cat or whatever it might be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As a vet, you can never go to a party without some question coming up about someone's pet or livestock. So no, it's it's a really good um, career path. I'm very happy. One thing I did, 18 years is a heck of a long time. I'm sure you've been involved with bringing plenty of different products to market along that time. Has there been any career highlights along that journey? Look, it's been... Most of it, my career highlights, I guess, here at the company, they're, they're about the people. It's a really incredible team and that, that's what keeps people here. And, and there's a lot of us that have been here for extended periods. And um, it is always bringing new things to market and looking at new ways that you can use different products and different programs, really. It's more for me about the animal health programs and how we can make changes to that to improve the production, to improve welfare, to improve outcomes on farms. So it it's really, I don't know, it sounds a bit cliche, but it's the whole big picture. It's it's the people and it's the achievements that you can make and the difference you can make on farm. And so, like, I guess the way that we've been introduced is through a bit of a ribbon of a few different people. And they said, Jane's a very interesting person. You've got to chat to her about her background and what she's done, but also to a new product, which is coming to market, which you've been really a key part of bringing to life over quite a considerable amount of time. So it is the, the new Flexol product, which is a Cooper's last treatment, but it's treated orally as opposed to backlining animals at shearing. So what is different about the product that you guys have brought to market this time? Yeah, I, I will just make clear. I mean, I suppose I've had a bit to do in the background with the product as it's come to market, but the reality is in my role, I've, I've had very little to do. We've got an amazing R&D team, so reach, research and development team, and they're really the core group that has spent, you know, 10 to 15 years developing the product, looking at formulations, looking at dose rates, they're doing all the trials and and getting everything together. So that team, and I guess that's what makes the difference between, um, you know, various companies is if you've got a really good internal R&D department, um, you can really bring innovations like this to the market and MSD is going to continue to do that. And so I think I just have to put the credit back to the uh, research and development team, not me. I get the fun part. So once we start, you know, really achieving great things and we've got great efficacy and safety, that's when it starts coming to technical and about how we're going to position it in the market and, you know, what do we need and, and how we're going to do that. So I, I get the fun end of it. They get all the heartache for 10 to 15 years working out the, the nuts and bolts. Uh, but they've done a fantastic job and, you know, they've brought this product to market, which really will 
change the way that farmers could treat their sheep lice. It's oral, which is a big change. Sheep lice, you've usually always, actually always got to use a um, topical treatment. So that was backliners or dips. This is the first time that we've been able to use an oral product to treat sheep lice. So that'll make a huge difference. And there's a couple of reasons for that. But one of the biggest reasons it'll make such a difference is it doesn't matter what length of wool the sheep have anymore. So lice control was always tied to shearing. You had to do it either off shears or in less than six weeks wool if you were dipping. And now you can do it in any length of wool and get highly effective control. So that's what's going to make the big difference for people, I think. And so what are the key benefits for this, I guess, for the farmers out there? Yeah, so being able to do it orally, a lot of people prefer to treat orally. One of the the big issues that, you know, I've come across over the years with backline products is People think that they're easy and they're really not that easy to get right. With lice control, you have to treat 100% of the sheep 100% well. With a backline product, it's easy to miss a sheep or only half treat or only put it on one side of the sheep. So you do get a lot of issues with that. With an oral treatment, as long as you mark the sheep so you know which ones you've treated, it's much easier to make sure they get their full dose. If they cough a bit up, you can always redose them because it's very safe. So it, it really is going to help give that dose. Um, it's also, you know, much lower volume, so there's much less chemical to handle. You don't need um, power doses and a lot of hosing. It's literally just a backpack and a, a drench gun, so it's much easier to do that way. But the biggest thing will be that any length of wool. So because it's oral, length of wool doesn't matter, and that means that if they've got split shearing on farm or they've got unshorn lambs at foot um, or they're bringing in sheep and wanting to quarantine them, it doesn't matter what their wool length is, they'll get really effective lice control using Flexol. And so is the product any different to, I know like traditionally off the back of shears, everything was backline for lice, but do you still have to do all animals across the farm? Oh yeah, absolutely. So sheep lice only live on sheep. So you need to treat every single sheep if you want to get um, rid of sheep lice. So yeah, it's My little mantra has always been 100% of the sheep on farm, 100% well, and that's the only way you're going to eradicate your lice. Is there a, um, how long is it, what's the word I'm trying to think of here, but like I guess lifespan of the product, how long does it last for? Oh, yeah, so about the protective period, how long does it continue to kill lice? Like pretty much all the products on the market, it's it's a knockdown, so it'll only kill the lice for a short period of time. Um, probably something out, you know, to around three weeks. So it's in the bloodstream for a while and it um, secretes into the swint on their uh, skin. Um, and so that then coats the dead skin cells that the lice eat and it also coats the lice. And so it will definitely excrete out there, you know, for a couple of weeks, but it's a short term, um, it's a knockdown. And then it, like any lice product, it becomes about management to make sure that you don't reintroduce lice. And that's why it's so important to treat all sheep at once. Yeah, gotcha. And so two very key things when it comes to any sort of treatments with animals, withholding periods for shearing and meat, what do they look like? Uh, they're really good and, and completely, you know, within the realms of what um, producers are used to. So the meat withholds um, only 14 days. Most people look more at the ESI, so the export slaughter interval, um, and that's only 54 days. So, you know, it's under two months. So if, you, if you're treating, um, you know, that that's a perfectly fine time frame to be able to keep them and then and sell them after that. And because I've just got a million questions for you, Jane, another one, can you do like another oral drench at the same time that you're doing this oral lice treatment as well? Well, back to our research and development team on that one. So we, um, we've currently actually got some studies underway looking at various drenches and using them at the same time. The answer is at the moment we don't know. So we're recommending that you don't use them together. They'll be safe to use, but what we don't know is whether or not uh, one will affect 
the efficacy or how well one or the other works. Um, and that's what this study is designed to do. All lice control studies have to go uh, for five months, so it does take a while to get those results, but they're underway at the moment. So, you know, early next year we'll have some better advice on that, but at the moment it's an unknown and, and we don't want people doing it unless we're sure that it's not going to have any impact. So at the moment we're saying, you know, leave them a day apart and um, and we'll update that once the research and development team comes back with those results. So can I just clarify? So. 10 or 15 odd years for the research and development team to bring it to life. So once it comes to market, is that when you guys are doing further testing around, as you say there, the drenches, everything else? Yeah, so that's when, you know, we look at what's missing or what people are going to ask and, and that's feedback from, you know, farmers and, and we knew that that was going to be a question. So we had that already in the background. But as we, you know, launch a new product to market, farmers will give feedback and all those sorts of things, you know, we take seriously and we act on it and we say, well, actually, that's a really good point. We could look at doing that. Um, so that's when we can do that. We call it post-market research and development. So once it's out there and registered, we can look at all those sorts of things. And in terms of where people can get it from, is it available now or is it when's it hitting the shelves? Yeah, it hit the shelves um two or three weeks ago, actually. So most rural retailers have um, got some in already. And if they don't, they can certainly order some in. Perfect. Well, Jane, is there anything else that you want to add on that? Otherwise, I do have a couple other questions, but well, they're non-animal health related. Oh, no, no, that pretty much covers it. I think um, from what I've seen in the last few weeks, being out and about on farm and um, in various stores doing trainings and things, there's a lot of excitement about it that flexibility that it brings, uh, the ability to treat sheep in different wool lengths so that if they've got split shearings they can do it, has really um, got everyone excited. So it's it's great to be able to see that innovation come out into the, the industry. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely going to make a bit of a difference. For me, I could have done with it a few years ago. I would have saved a few pairs of jeans from <laughs> stinking like last treatment. <laughs> One final question for you, and I do ask, everyone and it comes back to your, your vet days but if you had the chance jane to go and chat to year 10 students in a sydney high school why would you say to them that they should consider a career in agriculture uh and sometimes i think that's really hard to answer just because for me that's it that's all i've ever wanted to do and it was i guess all i've ever known but i what do i love about it i mean i love the outdoors i love the community spirit only yesterday i was down in wagga at a community event and um, with a lot of uni students actually and and the spirit of people in the country and, and I think you know I've been at this company for 18 years I said that's about the people I think life is about the people and uh, working in agriculture the the people are incredible and the experiences you can have and so that's incredible and also um, well for me it, it's a lot about making a difference in welfare and and production and working with livestock it's it's always rewarding. It's always different. And I think that's something else that keeps people engaged. No two days are ever the same, whether it's the weather or the livestock or something else. <laughs> you never know what you'll get. So that makes it exciting as well. Couldn't be truer. Well, Jane, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to have a chat to us about that. And if people want to know more, they can head to Coopers. Or, or do you have other ways of you pushing them? Or just head to straight to Coopers or search Flexalt and they'll yeah, um, come across? Coopers... We'll get there or flex out. I think if you search any of them these days, you'll get where you need to go. Perfect. Thanks, Jane. All right. Thanks, Ollie. That was great. Well, that's it for another episode from us here at Humans of Agriculture. We hope you're enjoying these podcasts. And, well, if you're not, let us know. Hit us up at hello at humansofagriculture.com. Get in touch with any guest recommendations, topics, or things you'd like us to talk and get curious about. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend 
rate, subscribe, review it. Any feedback is absolutely awesome and we really do welcome it. So look after yourselves, stay safe, stay sane. We'll see you next time. See ya.